I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. Welcome to episode 177 of the Cantabite Dispatch. I'm Emily Lind, and with me, as always, it's my delightful co-host, Brittany Brown. Hi, Brittany. Hello. How are you? I'm okay. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Just trying to stay warm. It is finally reached under 50 degrees in California. So we're all acting like we're in New York, where it is I'd say, like, in the 20s for you right now? Yeah, around there. So that's fun. (laughs) 50 sounds really nice. Yeah, it's not too bad. I mean, I like it because I... I like to run in the cold because I hate running in the heat because then just everything's just, like, sweaty and annoying. And I don't know. I've always liked the cold. And plus, I like that I can get my electric blanket out and hang out. So, yeah, it's fun. I like lots of blankets. Me too. So, how have you been? I've been all right. Not much going on. How are you doing? Eh, I'm doing okay. Not much going on here, too. I've been uh, slowly declining my rate of speed on Gossip Girl episodes. So I am a little more sane than I was the last time we had recorded. Yeah, I just, I haven't watched a single episode since we last recorded. Here's the thing that I found is when I'm obsessively watching something, like if I stop for more than like two days, then I just, then I'm I'm done. I don't want to spoil you from when I get further than like season four, though. I've read a lot. I know, like, I know how the show ends. So, I th- I think I know how it ends. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Like, I know the la- I know what happens during the last episode, but like, I still don't know who Gossip Girl is. And I feel like I know it's one of the guys, and I don't want to know until I watch the final episode. But it has to be one of the guys. I swear to God, if it's Dan Humphrey, I'm gonna scream. Because right now I'm in season three and he is dating a celebrity that is played by Hilary Duff. And one, I can't fathom that Hilary Duff is now like a lead role in the show because it no longer says like guest starring like Hilary Duff. But the fact that Dan Humphrey is dating Hilary Duff. Is that weird? It's so weird. Like he's the equivalent to Wonder Bread and he's dating a celebrity. Yeah, he sucks. Yeah, and Serena's really sucking right now. Like, she's going through a lot, and she's really affecting her friendships with a lot of her really close friends, and it's really hard to watch. Yeah, I have never particularly liked her. I know you like her more than I do, but she's always annoyed me. Yeah, and Jenny's being Jenny. She's being really shitty to... Um, to her half brother and his boyfriend Jonathan, and I'm just like, why are you being mean? Like, still, like I, I don't know. Just Jenny's Jenny. Like this whole thing, 
that I was telling you before how they're supposed to be in college, doing college things, growing up a little bit, and they haven't. They're still pulling the same shit that they would have pulled in high school, except it's, you know, during a political campaign or during a movie premiere or something and all of a sudden like everyone's kind of like a celebrity now it's really weird because I remember last season like Serena was slowly becoming like a celebrity and getting paparazzi and now all of a sudden she's just this she's a publicist or something and I don't know and then Chuck Bass I feel like every season like his eyebrows just like raise higher like (laughs) I I laugh every time I see him now because just his eyebrows like I don't know if it's a character thing or just the actor playing Chuck Bass but every time he talks he just moves those eyebrows like up and up and up and I feel like that's the only like sort of emotion that I get from him you know, look nobody on that show was a particularly good actor no I mean, I feel like the two people that have had, like, the biggest careers from this show are Leighton Meester and uh, Blake Lively. And they aren't terrible, but, like, they're really good at these roles. Like, they... They should... They're one of those, like, typecast actors who, like, play the same roles or should play the same roles in every movie. Because, like, they're good at this. Like, I know Leighton Meester was in that country music movie with like Gwyneth Paltrow and Tim McGraw and that she was really good in that she sang in it too and I know that Blake's been in a lot of movies too like she was in that one movie with Harrison Ford and uh, I think McGruber because he played like young Harrison Ford and that's where everyone was like oh my god he should play Han Solo because he looks just like him he played a younger version of him so he should be him but yeah it's fine I know I have to get through it, though, so I'll get through it. I just hope it gets more interesting. Like, I'm at the point now where Chuck and Blair are together, but, like, I know that something's going to happen where they're going to break up and get back together, but I'm surprised we haven't got to that point yet. Like, he's busy, like, working on his hotel and shit. I'm surprised he hasn't cheated on her yet or that she doesn't know that he's cheated on her. I don't know. It just... It's all a mess, and it's all going to be a bigger mess because it's only, like, the middle of the season. Yeah, I think I'm just done. I'm sort of just, like, I got, like, I just stopped watching it, and I'm like, oh, I'll find something else, and then I'll watch half of some other show instead. I've been watching, like, the Bake Off episodes where Paul and Mary, like, make some of the bakes from the show, and I find that just so relaxing and nice, except for the other night, I was with Carlos, who were watching, like, one of the episodes where they made, like, a princess cake or something, and I was like, holy shit, I need something sweet, and we went to go get, like, cookies at this, like, local place where they make these cookies, like, cake, and they're just so delicious, and I ate, like, a bunch of them, and man i've been on a big sweets kick lately but i think it's every month i feel like i'm like craving something like it's like one month it's like buffalo sauce and right now it's just like cakes or sweets yeah what i did watch all of in one day was the second season of blown away on netflix which is a glass blowing competition that's funny. Funny enough, that was on like my like recommendation on Netflix. How good is that? I really enjoy it. Um, again, like it's sort of like made for binging, but it's really cool to see what people can do with glass and like really like seeing some of the techniques and stuff. And some of the end results are amazing and sometimes something will like shatter in the last like 30 seconds and it's just like how it goes because it's glass and it's you know quite fragile that's heartbreaking like i can't imagine if like you think you're about to win it all and then just everything is just destroyed but um so in the the first episode they are tasked with like you know generally there's like a theme or a certain technique they have to use or certain limitations or whatever but in the first one it's just a 
you have this amount of time, make something that represents you, like the real you. And this fucking woman, like it's supposed to be, you know, something like that really signifies who you are as a person. And this woman decides to make a fucking glass teddy bear holding a heart. Which, first of all, you're immediately going to be a person I don't like. But I- I've got to find a picture of it and send it to you because it is terrifying looking. It's all misshapen and shitty. And it's a teddy bear because that's the thing that most represents her. A teddy bear with a heart. Yeah. Like one of those like Build-A-Bear bears. You know how you have to go to Build-A-Bear and you have to do this whole ritual where like you have to hold the heart and they're like, this is the heart of your bear and it's going to love you forever. You have to like kiss the heart and shit. Like if, I feel like if like a child like loses one of those bears, like it's going to be very traumatic because like they made this like promise. It's like they made this like promise under God or something that they're going to protect this bear with all their might. And then like shit happens. I don't know. What but it looks like what it looks like is one of those shitty things you buy last minute if you need a Valentine's gift, and the only store opens is like Walgreens, and they have the little like five dollar shitty teddy bear, and everyone else oh, is doing man. you know like oh this is this thing to represent the loss of my mother or this is thing because I used to you know like be a drug addict or all that kind of shit, and then sort of is like I made a teddy bear because I'm sweet. Out of all the things to compare myself to, I don't think I'd ever compare myself like to a teddy bear. Especially not in an art competition. Like maybe a type of bear, like a grizzly bear or one of those like, I forget what they're called, but like they're the really petite bears. I don't know. I don't know. But, but a teddy bear. Yeah. It was, I laughed as soon as she said it, and I'm like, this woman better fucking go home. And then I saw the teddy bear, and I just laughed more, because it is, like, all disproportionate and weird looking. That's good. Yeah, that's one of those shows I have to give a try. And that's what I love about, like, just binge watching that. A lot of these shows you can just, like, watch in a day. Like, whenever Stranger Things comes out, like, I pre- I'm i pretty sure that I go through that in a day because... Yeah, see, but I don't want it, like, with Stranger Things, I don't want it with a show that I actually like because here's the thing is, I can't remember a single thing that happened in Stranger Things last season. I don't even remember all of their names right now. All I know is Steve Harrington is the one with the hair and he's in those... Uh, nacho fries commercials for Taco Bell right now. I love that character. But no, like, that's why I really like that Disney is doing the once a week thing. And I know they do it mostly because it, you know, helps keep subscribers up, but it also helps with the engagement of your show because then you have an episode to talk about every week as opposed to everybody watching it in a weekend and you maybe talk about it for a day and then you're done. There's no time to theorize. There's no time because you can't like you have a theory, but then you have the answer to it five seconds later when you hit play on the next episode. Yeah, that's true. I don't know, though. I feel like Stranger Things, like I like that show, but like I would rather binge it like just so that like I know what's going on and like I like it, but I don't like it long enough or much so that I want to, you know, stop and be like, I I wonder what this means. I wonder what that means. Like, I just want to finish it because it's kind of like how I felt about Orange is the New Black. Like, the story was fine, but I I was already in the middle of it anyways. And I'm like, I just, I need to finish it. As bad as this show has gotten, I need to just be done with it so that I don't just, ever have to think about it again. You can just stop watching. I can't. I can't stop something except I stopped Buffy I stopped uh, Supernatural. I try to think what else I stopped. I mean, I stopped watching Game of Thrones like halfway through the second to last season. And the only time that I watched like the season finale, just I mean, the series finale, just to see what everybody was so pissed off about. And I'm like, yep, glad I stopped watching this show. Man, I remember all the watch parties that we used to have because of it. Like my sister would make like chicken pot pie or... Like, Game of Thrones themed shit. That was fun. Yeah, I went off that show hard. I feel like some shows, like, I enjoy too. Like, just 
the fact that like everyone could like come together and watch it i think that's why i liked like the mandalorian so much is because like rusty would like wake me up at like seven every morning and make me watch it with him and we'd watch it with my dad who just every now and then be like what's going on or he's him seeing bosh and being like okay now i'm interested thank you (laughs) i did start watching piggy blinders i'm a couple episodes in it's fun so far What's that about? A criminal gang in post-World War One London. It's got Killian Murphy. Um, Sam Neill's in it. I feel like I'll know these people when I see their faces. Uh, Killian Murphy is a scarecrow from... Batman Begins and Sam Neill is the main dude from Jurassic Park Sam Neill you definitely know who Sam Neill is why am I confusing him with the guy that was in the movie with Lady Gaga A Star is Born that is not Sam Neill here let me see his picture come on Wikipedia oh Uh, Yeah, he looks familiar. Is Sam Elliott in A Star is Born? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I fucking love Sam Elliott. And his amazing, amazing mustache. Yeah, it's a pretty good mustache. He looks like a Deadwood character. He does. I just finished watching Deadwood like a couple, like 15, 20 minutes ago, too. Okay, I didn't watch it. That's okay. You didn't miss much. Or did you? <sighs> well, what's going on in Star Wars this week? Um, actually, some stuff. So, let me pull out the notes. Um,. So this is interesting, which Alan Tudyk did an interview with Collider, and he says he is not in the first season of Andor as K2SO, which is weird because when they first announced the show, they announced it with Diego Gunnett and Alan. And I I mean, it is possible because, I mean, that show did make some changes in terms of writers and stuff. It's possible that they changed where they were going with it Um, because we don't really know how early in concept they made that announcement but it bums me out although I do think it's intriguing he says like oh if the show goes on there's you know I'll probably be on at some point and I thought that was interesting because I had just assumed Andor is probably going to be a one season show I mean, they brought him out at D23. Like, he has to be on the show. Not as K2SO, but a different character or something. I mean, maybe. Or, like, like maybe maybe he got written out or something. But it's weird. Yeah, that's really odd. I mean, it's possible he's lying, but that seems like a weird thing to lie. It's one thing to lie about that if, like, it's just rumored that you're going to be on something and you go, oh, no, I don't know what you're talking about. As opposed to you were pulled out on stage to announce this show and then lying about it afterwards. That seems stranger to me. But, I mean, maybe he is playing somebody else. I'm a little bit, I'm sad because I like, I like K2. I would think that he would be playing someone else because I feel like he would like straight out say, oh, there was like changes to the script or something or I don't know. I kind of think he's messing with us, but he's either messing with us or he's just playing a different character because wouldn't you think that K2 would be in it? But maybe their relationship is shorter than what we think it is. I mean, apparently in the comic, there's a prequel comic where they meet up right before Rogue One 
so I mean not like you know hours before because there's always a relationship there but close enough that it'd be before like after the show's set but I mean that's a comic they're not gonna change the whole show around because there's a comic that contradicts it I mean and the fucking novelization of the first uh the force awakens like poe and ray meet in the book and then that didn't happen in the movie and then in the next movie we see them meeting again for the first time and it just pretends that part of the book never happened why are we always getting confused like i just wish that they would have a story and go with it like i get that like changes or whatever happens but I, I just wish that they would acknowledge it before well, what, or something I mean, they, it seems to be the, the books and comics are canon until they're not which is the movies and I assume the TV shows are always going to be the priority and if that means you know a one issue comic that says something gets erased like if that fits the story of a movie better then fucking do it Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm still weirded out about the K2SO stuff. Like, I would assume that Alan would be in this. So, I don't know. I mean, we still don't even know what the show is going to be about. Spies. And I believe. No, oh, spies. I mean, they're filming now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out in time. It'll go by fast. Like the Mandal I feel like the Mandalorian went by really fast. Like I remember like one episode where we were talking about that picture that released and him with the armor and then us talking about like the very first episode. I f- feel like that just went by so fast. Yeah. I gotta say, I've been having weird Mandalorian feelings lately. Which is I and maybe this will change when it comes back on, but Right now, I, I, I'm kind of fucking over it. I think it's it just got so overhyped. And I enjoyed that. I enjoyed season two a lot. And there's some amazing stuff in it. But overall, I'm just like, I mean, it's good. But calm down, people. Oh, you're definitely not the only one. Because I feel the same exact way. It's so overhyped. Like, they have a whole fucking section in the Disney store just for Mandalorian shit. Like, we get it. The show's good, but it's just way overhyped. Like, season two did not really meet the expectations of season one. Even though it was great having Boba Fett here and ready to party and Fennec Shand and that whole last episode fiasco with Luke and Grogu. Like, it was just fine. I will say with season two, I think that for me anyway, the highs of season two are higher than they are in season one. Like the stuff that's good in season two is truly excellent. I love Cobb Vanth. I love Boba. I like Fennec Shand coming back. I like the frog lady. But, and and the episode with Bilber, I think is, if you ignore the Cara Dune stuff, a truly excellent episode of television and Bill Burr is awesome in that. But like overall, I don't know, like maybe it's just that I didn't particularly love the finale and that's always gonna like ending on a sort of like, eh, no, is never the way you want to end something. I just feel like there's been so many issues with the Mandalorian with, you know, certain actors and their actions that it's really destroyed my feelings over a show that in the beginning I really liked, but like now, like I can't think about it because it has, you know, brought just frustration and pain and annoyance. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't know. Like I, I don't understand people who can completely compartmentalize that, but I mean the Gina Arcana stuff, obviously, and also like the Rosario Dawson stuff, and also I just didn't think Ahsoka was very good. No, and I hate how 
they're bringing back all these characters and that's what's the show's about now yeah. is oh this person's coming back this person's coming back like that's so boring that's such like I don't have a job in script writing or anything but I would almost say that's like lazy script writing oh. instead of you know writing new characters finding out new things like Cara Dune was cool until we found out that Gino Carano was terrible yeah and like it can't be done well like I think Boba Fett was done well and I'm saying that as somebody who does not give a shit about Boba Fett before this show but Boba Fett is a character who in the movies isn't like he's there for like you know like a minute and you don't really know anything yeah. about him and so there's room to do stuff with him and they did stuff with him they really explored that character and Tamara Morrison is awesome and it, like both physically and just as an actor like fucking love love what they did with him in this show but I mean I don't know like once you're pulling on Luke Skywalker it seems like the only thing you care about is making fans go oh my god it's Luke Skywalker yeah it just it's not my preferred type of story writing and that's what I'm afraid that Mandalorian is going to turn into is all these fucking cameos and oh it's this person we thought this person was dead Ezra Bridger's gonna be here yay it just why are we doing this why can't we just focus on a story with new characters like you're right about Boba Fett we didn't really know anything about him and now we know so much more like tomorrow Morrison's awesome like that's the only thing like I'm I'm okay with but when you bring back Ahsoka you bring back Luke and you bring back possible people in season three it just it's becoming that Rebels sequel that was rumored like I feel like that's what the fucking Mandalorian is is the Rebels sequel well I think that's gonna be what Ahsoka is which like please keep it all to Ahsoka so I can just fucking ignore it yeah, because if I read one more article saying who's going to play Thrawn in the next live-action Disney movie or whatever, like, I, I'm i going to skip over okay, that well, because I, have I do not you. give a fuck. I have bad news for you because that is our next topic. <laughs> what a great segue. Which is, this was rumored and uh, Corey and Noah at Casaran Transmissions seem to think it is a pretty... Uh, done deal and that is that Thrawn is going to be played by Gars Mikkelsen who voiced him in Rebels he is a Danish actor he is the older brother of Mads Mikkelsen um, obviously Mads is much more known in the US than Lars Gars has done some stuff over here I mean obviously Rebels but some other stuff too but he's worked really consistently on um, Scandinavian shows, he was in the original version of what they remade in the U.S. as The Killing, which he's actually—he's really good. He was in a couple episodes of the BBC Sherlock. He's awesome. I, I, of all the rumors I've heard, he's the one where I go, "Okay, that totally makes sense." And I, that was before I even knew that he voice thrown rebels because i never paid any attention to rebels whatsoever i'm fine with it i i mean i don't really care who plays thrawn but yeah that's a good pick going with the person that voiced him you know that's less work for everyone you know to have to do casting calls that's perfect just put him in the blue makeup and you call it a day yeah i have to say like it's the one thing where I, where I sort of went, oh, maybe I would watch at least a couple episodes of Ahsoka if he's playing Thrawn. Because I've always said, like, I don't like Thrawn, and I think Thrawn's a super overhyped character. But I've also um, put the caveat on that, that one of the reasons I don't like Thrawn is I don't like Timothy Zahn's writing. And I particularly don't like the way he writes, like, the over-fawning thing with Thrawn, where Thrawn has to be the coolest and smartest guy in the room at all times. And I think on a TV show, that might work better for me. Because on paper, Thrawn is totally my type of character. 
like if you look at the other like especially like even just in star wars the other characters that i love like my villain dudes are all like cut from that same cloth it's just i don't like the way timothy's on writes I don't remember too much of Thrawn and Rebels other than like the ending of like them going off with the space whales or something. And how do you continue off a story like that? And that's just where I'm confused of how this is going to become a thing because obviously like the goal of this show or one of these shows is to find Ezra but I mean you have to find Thrawn too so that's why obviously they're getting oh this person's will play Thrawn I just I don't know like Thrawn has nothing so how is Thrawn going to be this character that we've all like grown to know through books and through Rebels I mean the uh, the timeline for the end of the, like that part of Rebels is unclear to me and the Ahsoka show timeline is unclear to me but i mean it's going to be around the mandalorian because you know they've talked about that as sort of like the mandalorian timeline that these shows are going to be in but whether it's you know directly running concurrently with it or not is not clear but i mean i didn't dislike ahsoka in clone wars but she was never my favorite and i don't like the show's take on her even apart from Rosario Dawson I look again this is never a character I was attached to so obviously people who love her in different ways are going to have different interpretations with it for me Ahsoka's takeaway from Anakin being attachments are bad didn't sit right with me Yeah. I remember when the Clone Wars was on and I never expected it to become the thing it is today. You know, which, you know, I used to always think that it was overhyped. I still kind of do, even though the last season it was cool seeing that. But did we did we really need it? That's That's my question. And especially with you know, all these stories that we're getting, like, because of it, like, we're getting an Ahsoka series because of the Clone Wars, you know, we're getting the Book of Boba, and I bet, like, some Clone Wars characters are going to come from that. It's just the need for Star Wars to recycle old plot lines, old characters, this or that. Like, I don't understand why it's so hard for them to create a new story. Like, I know they did that, you know, mostly with the sequel, or, yeah, with the sequel trilogy, but a lot of not I don't want to say that a lot of people didn't like it, but I mean, especially with how it ended, like it didn't end good. No. And I think that's why they're recycling all these old characters and old things. You know, they're saying that, hey, people like this and people like when old characters come back, which I just think that they should really throw a wild card in there and do something new, do something weird because what do they have to lose? They're a billion dollar company or probably more than a billion. It's really interesting to compare what they're doing with the fact that Marvel's first show is WandaVision. A show that look is obviously eventually going to tie into everything but for right now is weird and off kilter like the sitcom format is bizarre i love it but they they are taking a risk there they really are which which sucks for me because i see star wars staying stale and you know, it's entertaining for a second, but it's not something that I'm continuously thinking about. It was funny. I was editing a couple episodes ago and I was like listening to, you know, me excited about Gossip Girl. And I was thinking, I cannot remember the last time I was that excited about <laughs> Star Wars. Oh, that's pretty dire. 
It is, especially when you realize that you have a Star Wars podcast and you're editing your own Star Wars podcast and Star Wars doesn't excite you anymore. I'm telling you, they need to let me write my Star Wars Gossip Girl book. They do. And I mean, it's just annoying. Like, I, I just wish that there was more new stories, just more newness. Like, it's cool they're getting all the books right now for the High Republic. It's just the, the need to, you know, have a Soka story, have a Clone War, or have a, oh yeah, the Bad Batch. They we're doing a Bad Batch series about people from the Clone Wars. Um, we're having a Rangers of the Republic show where, oh my god, it's characters from The Mandalorian, a show that we just, you know, met. Just give me originality, damn yeah, it. And even within the High Republic, it's like, hey, make sure you at least mention Yoda a couple times. I hate it. It's why I'm so sad that there's been no talk about Ryan's trilogy. Because I think that was the like the most potential we had for something really new. I mean, Taika will be Taika and we'll have something amazing, I'm sure. But I feel like that's more likely to be like a sort of anomalous thing than Ryan's trilogy, which I saw as kind of a way to propel Star Wars forward. Star Wars is too afraid of making risks. And the last time I was excited about Star Wars was when I was in the theater six times watching The Last Jedi. Last Jedi was good. It was, and I can't go back and watch it anymore because it just disappoints me so much how it ended, you know, for all the characters. Yeah, it really takes the shine off that when I remember Rise of Skywalker. Because that movie fucking sucks shit. It really does, and it's it's just such a shame because I remember just for years, you know, people talk shit about the the sequels, and you know, especially after the Last Jedi, and I'm like, you know, like give it a chance. Like the Force Awakens was good, and the Last Jedi was really good, and this next one, it's gonna complete the story, and we're all gonna, you know, be rooting for it, and it just was such a disappointment. And you know me, I tried to be positive about it, and. You know, I was talking about how I liked it and didn't love it, and now I don't even want to think about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they were just sort of pandering to the worst part of the fan base. And they also did it badly. Yeah. Unfortunately, Star Wars has some really shitty fans. Yeah. So uh, that was made... Well, I'm not going to say made apparent. It's just more of a, hey, here's a reminder. Uh, that was this past week, which is... Um, Christina Ariel is the host of the new official Star Wars YouTube series, The High Republic Show. And she has, in the past on her Twitter, like, made tweets about, like, white privilege and white supremacy. And one of these fucking fandom menace Gamergate fuckers who does, like, bounding into comic surveys wrote this, you know, quote-unquote expose of these... You know, like her horrible rants about white people when it's just like, no, she was talking about, you know, racism being bad, <laughs> basically. But then she got dogpiled by these people and she's she's posted some stuff up on her Twitter of some of the, the messages she received. And it's just, I mean, horrific. It made me sick seeing all of the people 
who direct message her the emojis of a monkey and a banana and water just terrible things and you know calling her awful name it just it makes me embarrassed that I like something that a bunch of fucking awful people like and that when I say that I like Star Wars that someone could probably think that I'm racist or I'm one of these terrible ass people that are going after Christina and it's embarrassing and I mean the fact that it's over and over and over again we see this happening I mean we saw the way fans have treated John Boyega stuff that happened with Kyle Marie Tran this fandom's awful It really is. And, you know, I just wonder, like, how do we fix this? And I don't think that there's an answer to that because it's just so prevalent that these people are in this fandom and who are really awful. And also, it was funny when this was when this whole thing was trending and also Gino Carano was trending because Star Wars did that fucking statement about Oh, um, we're inclusive. We don't stand for bullying and racism. Well, you stand by Gina Carano, who's fucking yeah. awful. Like, you can't do a tweet like that while knowing that the actors on your shows are doing those fucking things that you don't stand for. Like, that is the biggest bullshit statement ever. Like, they do not mean that. Because if they meant that, they would make a statement about Gina. They would say something about Rosario. It just, they're so selective on what they want to pay attention to and just shut out. Like, it's Yeah, like, on the one hand, like, thank God they said something. Because for them to remain silent about this is unacceptable. But they have so much more work they need to do before it's at all sincere seeming. It's just embarrassing. I just... Star Wars fans... A lot of them, they're not a lot. Just they suck. Like, why can't... Why can't people be good? Like, why can't people... Not bully each other or say, like, terrible things to each other? Like, why can't we all just fucking get along and... I don't know. It, it just, I just wish things were easier. Yeah, and I see some people being like, oh, all, all fandoms are bad. And I'm like, well, well n- no. I mean, to a certain degree, yes, because fans are made up of people and society has a huge problem with racism and, and homophobia and transphobia and all this other, like, and sexism and all this other stuff. Um, but I've been a part of a lot of fandoms and Star Wars is absolutely like like head and shoulders the worst with this kind of shit. Why do people have to point fingers and say, oh, well, that fandom's like us, that fandom's like, like, why can't people just say, you know what? Yeah, like a lot of people in this fandom are really bad. Like, why can't they just accept that? Star Wars has done a lot of bad things and accept that it well because the, the it's I, I don't because they I think it's this feeling of if you accept that it is a particular problem in Star Wars community then you know you have to do something about it and you have to like reconcile the fact that you are a part of this thing that all these terrible people are part of and people don't want to do that. So the way to brush it off is be like, oh, that's just fandom in general. What's wrong with like spreading positivity or like seeing this and just being like, well, I'm definitely not going to be like that. So I am, you know, going to, you know, tweet my support and, you know, 
let the people around me know that I'm not like this or that, you know, I don't support this behavior. It's, it's simple to say something and be honest about it rather than, you know, just go hide in a corner and say, oh, well, all fandoms are like this. They're all No, like, let's talk about yeah. it. I don't know. It's just, it was really, it was really depressing to see. And uh, again, I would encourage people to look at her Twitter and look at the stuff that people said to her and really like just to, to sit with that. And when I say people, I mean white people. Because people of color in this fandom already know the shit she's going through. We just need to be better. And we need to hold ourselves accountable for actions like that. Like, I hate when white people go out and say that, you know, other people are racist against white people or this or that. Like, don't... don't just sit there and shut up. <laughs> yes. That's that's generally the the thing. It's so depressing and so sad when when shit like that this happens. And the fact that I'm saying when shit like this happens. Like I wish that I was saying like it sucked that this happened, but this regularly happens, you know, to actors you know, to writers, to a lot of people who this shouldn't be happening to. Like, why do people have so much fucking hatred in their hearts? Yeah. Jesus. Um, to end this on a more positive note, um, our friends over at the Katana cast and uh, Sisters with Sabres are doing a GoFundMe for... The Gloveland Foundation, which is a nonprofit that uh, helps to get access to therapy and mental health services to black women. Um, check out um, at Sabres With is the Sisters of Sabres Twitter um, or the Kitana cast. Um, there's at the Kitana cast and they'll have those like pinned to the top of their profile, I'm sure. But kick in a few bucks if you have some to spare. Yeah, totally. I'm I'm going to do that right after we record. Uh, anything else on your mind tonight? No. I watched Deadwood, but we can talk about it next week. Yeah, I didn't have a chance to watch it. I was too busy watching people blow glass. Yeah. Oh, did you watch the inauguration? I did. Um, it was, I mean, it was, it was definitely like weird to watch inauguration during a pandemic, but it was a great relief to see everything go peacefully. Yeah, everything went well, except for all those fucking Bernie Sanders memes. Let the man live. Let him live with his cute little mittens, like let him live but i liked all the performances and the poem was beautiful oh my god she was amazing she was it's always funny like how theatrical like just stuff like that is and like the the I forgot what that special was, but like when everyone sung, like Tom Hanks hosted it. It was just this very like theatrical thing, and it was it was just like so fun. And then Katy Perry sang "Firework," and I totally didn't think that she was going to sing "Firework" until I started hearing the lyrics. And you see all the fireworks in DC go off, and it reminds me of Return of the Jedi when everyone's dancing with the Ewoks and shit. <laughs> but. It's nice. We have dogs back in the White House. Fantastic. I do like dogs. 
Champ and Major are good doggos. Um, Brittany, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter as Canto Brit and Instagram as Brittany the Ginger. What about you? I'm on Twitter and Instagram at EF Lind. The show is on Twitter and Instagram at CantoBitePod. You can also email us, CantoBitePod at gmail.com. If you have any questions or comments or anything you want to say, whether it be about Star Wars or Gossip Girl or anything else at all, we are always happy to hear from you. Um, other than that, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to the show. And I think that is it. So we will talk to y'all next time. Bye. Bye. Uh, bitch number one doing it fulcrum style. Uh, check it out. Listen up, y'all, because this is it. Fuck all the rest, be a Kanto bitch. Brittany the Ginge and Emily Lind. Bet on these two to show place and win. These are the girls you've been looking for. Unique takes on Star Wars and more. Listen every week for laughs and fun. Take it from me, Kanto bitch number one.